0: This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL HD3, Philadelphia. Saturday Night Live with Philly Lieber. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness serious doctors for serious injuries and powered by the law offices of Pond Lee hockey Stern talk listen and speak to the region's most influential leaders it is saturday night live with, with Philly, Philly labor, labor.
1: On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, a special Saturday night in the Delaware Valley and a special uh, Saturday uh, for all of our listeners. A question uh, for you in the absence of Jay Doc, who is on uh, vacation this Labor Day weekend. What do you get when you combine Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor and Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond? You get... Adam Malamut who joins us for a very important and a very special show. Uh, you've heard him on Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond as one of our partners and experts on the Sunday night broadcast. Uh, Adam, joining us here uh, on what is a special created Adam that you um, you had some real inspirational drive behind an important to, an importance to educate uh, the workers uh, on some of their rights when workers are injured. It's very very
2: relative, not only for the show. But for the listening audience, I say a good Saturday evening to you, sir. Thank you, Krause. And uh, happy Saturday to you and all of our listeners. And happy Labor Day weekend. I hope everybody has a safe and enjoyable Labor Day weekend. Let's not lose sight as to what this weekend is about. Uh, This is a very special holiday weekend to be celebrated, not just by those in organized labor, but all of those in the workforce today. Um, It is a pleasure to be here again. And uh, we're going to talk about workers, injured workers, and the rights to which they're entitled. Um, I'd like to start off the show by introducing two very equally, if not more important guests than myself. Uh, I'd like to start off with Adam Kotler from the law firm of Adam Kotler and Steve Adesio from Malamut Associates. Welcome, fellows. It's a pleasure to have you with us.
3: Thanks, Adam. I appreciate you inviting me along, and thanks to our listeners for taking part in the show with us. Likewise I'm I'm grateful to be
4: here
1: we can tell that you are, man. We appreciate it. we appreciate it very much, and and you're not named Adam, so we'll know how to reference I, and, and the audience will will uh, will be
4: able to transition to you. We may have to come up with nicknames for yeah. the other two.
1: <laughs> um, but a good, uh, good, uh, the timing is perfect for the topic or for the conversation uh, that we're going to have over the next hour here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Quick reminder uh, to all of our listeners on Monday, everybody will gather for the annual Labor Day event and the Labor Day parade that will uh, take place. Place and all begin uh, down at uh, the Sheet Metal Workers uh, Hall. That will start on, on Monday, Labor Day.
2: So, Krause, uh, I, I want to clear something up for the audience. Uh, you talked about labor and you talked about Saturday Night Live, and I want to make sure that the audience is crystal clear that nothing that I say is ever funny. So, Saturday Night Live, people t- typically think about a show that's on another uh, station. I'm not that guy. Uh, maybe when I dress, but other than that, I'm not that guy. So, Labor Day uh, is an important holiday. Labor Day um, goes all the way back to the 19th century. In 1882, there was a Labor Day parade in New York's Union Square, and uh, the purpose of that parade was to celebrate the labor efforts of that era. In 1894, it became a federal holiday, and today, unfortunately, it has gotten lost in large part on Americans uh, who typically look at it as an opportunity to barbecue and have some beverages and uh, have some friends over. Um, That's not what Labor Day uh, represents to me, and I know that's not what Labor Day represents to Steve and Adam and you, Krause, and many of our other listeners. Uh, Labor Day is an important holiday to recognize the advances um, that we've made in protecting the rights of our labor force, our workforce. And one of those rights is the rights that go along with what happens if you get injured on the job. Um, One of the most frequent uh, concerns that our clients come to us with is a concern about asserting those rights. They're worried about whether they'll be terminated um, and they, they need to work to earn a living to support their families. So oftentimes they neglect their own health, their own welfare, and really what ultimately is the welfare of their family by not seeking those benefits. So in just a few minutes, uh, we're going to speak with Adam Kotlar and we're going to speak with Steve Adesio, uh, learn about some stories that um, uh, have unfortunately been destructive to families where uh, a worker has been injured, um, destructive from a financial and emotional standpoint. Um, We're also going to talk about Uh, the benefits to which you're entitled the importance of having counsel and I don't want to make this about uh, you know an advertisement to go and hire counsel but I think it's important for people to understand there are sometimes complexities that uh, it's okay to go and get counsel.
1: Uh, you know, I always ask, Adam, the listening audience, to, when not driving, I always ask, to ask the audience to close their eyes for a moment and just imagine uh, yourself or put yourself in the shoes or walk the shoes or, or put yourself uh, in, in a scenario of somebody who may uh, be injured. Or perhaps you're listening to this program and you've been injured and you've hidden the injury. That's right. You've not come forward out of fear
2: for losing your job. That's right. So what I'd like to do is I would like to um, uh, flip it over to Steve Adesio for a moment and have Steve share a story. uh, And we'll anonymize this client of our firm, but have Steve share a story of how a work injury wreaked much more havoc on this client and his family than ever would have been contemplated. So with that being said, Steve,
4: would you like to share the story? Thank you, Adam. And I I think it's a good point to get into, you know, most people, they they think about a work-related injury and so much gets focused on the medical aspect, the work aspect, the legal aspect. I think a lot of times the emotional and the family aspect um, and the impact these injuries have goes largely ignored. Um, And I I think that the the instance you're referring to specifically um, involves a client of mine uh, now just to paint a picture of the type of person that this guy is and and his background um, He was a military veteran did some pretty high level not quite special forces But some pretty high level uh, or what some military folks would call some high-speed kind of things I mean jumped out of helicopters was in phenomenal physical condition when he got out of the military um, He became a union uh, a trades worker and in the uh, course and scope of his employment he sustained pretty substantial severe injuries um, to both his neck and his back and you know the, the the first thing you immediately think about is we'll get him to uh, we'll get him the medical treatment he needs uh, the, the thing about his story that 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 I think is the most important is the impact it's had on his family and his finances um, His family life as a result of some of his medical treatment ultimately being denied um, and him, you know, maybe getting a little a little late to the game with with receiving some counsel and trying to get control of these issues. um, His life has has effectively been paused as a result of the injury and his children uh, more so uh, than him and his wife. They've really suffered the burden of this injury. Um, And it is very difficult to stop for a moment and sit and think, gee, that could be me. But before this accident, this particular person uh, physically, mentally, is somebody that most individuals would consider to be elite. And now uh, every day is a struggle for him to get up, for him to get out of bed, for him to provide for his family. And he confided in me that because he was making uh, good money through the union, he had a substantial amount of, of money saved up, and when his treatment ultimately came to a pause, he was found to be in dire financial straits, and and some of that is uh, some pitfalls in, in the way our law is constructed, uh, some pitfalls in the way that his medical condition was addressed, um, and it just a, a snowball of bad circumstances. It,
1: it almost, to me sounds as though when the path begins, there's no handle on what's in front. There's always a potential pitfall or a potential scenario that will come up and, and, and create a second or a third scenario after the injury.
2: Is that a fair statement? Well, that's right, Krause. The, you know, the issue is uh, we, are not, we are not able to control um, the insurance company on the other side we're not able to control how they treat our clients with medical treatment, how they pay their temporary benefits. I think that I'm getting ahead of uh, where we need to be. I want to flip it over to Adam Kotler, who can briefly tell us the different types of benefits that initially somebody who's injured on the job is entitled to.
1: Adam, we bring you into the program, but got about 90 seconds before the break. So if you don't finish, we'll pick it up on the other side.
3: No problem. From a quick overview perspective, workers' comp is supposed to be an immediate solution for our heart workers. This is a whole part of the trade-off, the social legislation of trading off the right to go for a jury trial against your employer versus getting the limited remedies in workers' comp. But those remedies are supposed to come fast. They're supposed to be immediate. The medical treatment, the most important part of our system from the outset, That's supposed to be provided to the hurt worker without any delay and that medical treatment should come to them free of cost and it should be good quality care. The workers comp system is designed to get people in and out and hopefully back to work quickly. Doesn't always happen that way unfortunately but that's the goal behind it. The first and primary benefit that medical treatment should be without any delay. That's where the whole primary purpose is. After that We're supposed to make sure that they're financially stable and not whole, unfortunately, like Steve's client, not whole, but at least stable. Why don't we take a break there? And then from there, I'll pick up a little more details about the temporary Total wage yeah, because I don't
1: want to. I don't want to rush through it. You're listening to Adam Kotler, who's one of our uh, guests joining us here uh, on a special show on a special weekend, as it's Labor Day weekend here in the Delaware uh, Valley. We're, uh, we've got a special program. We're coming to you uh, with Adam Malamut, who is here, uh, and again, Adam Kotler is joining us, uh, and also Steve Adesio. Is it Adesio? Adesio, Ades- Yeah. Steve Adesio is with us as well. We'll continue the conversation on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT Back in a moment. I won't participate
0: on behalf of ourselves here at Local 98 or the Philadelphia Building Trades in conversations that are purely dominated on social issues that don't affect our jobs.
1: Labor Day weekend in the Delaware Valley. Welcome in to Saturday Night Live as we come to you with a special show tonight with Adam Malamut. And we're thrilled to be able to bring you uh, a very uh, a show that I would say is filled uh, with very meaningful information on a meaningful weekend as we move into Labor Day uh, in the Delaware Valley. Adam Malamut uh, from Malamut & Associates is with us. We're also, uh, as we went into the break, Adam Kotler uh, was talking uh, with us into the break. Adam, we bumped up against the break, so I want to come right back to you out of the break just to finish up your thought, finish up the bullet point, and then we can continue the dialogue.
3: Sounds good, Krause. So what we were talking about right before the break was that temporary total wage benefit. That's the safety net that Workers' Comp is supposed to provide our hurt workers when they're out of work from a work-related injury, and that's supposed to come right away. There's a five-day period of time. That's the maximum delay that any worker should have to go through before the commencement of this temporary total wage continuation benefit. So when we look at these first two benefits, that medical treatment that I spoke about and the temporary total wage benefit, that's really what you look at as the social safety net of workers' compensation, immediate benefits, designed to prevent the very disruption of the physical hardship and the financial hardship often caused to our heart workers. And, you know, when Steve was talking about the individual that he's representing, it kind of threw me back to one of my own clients that I represented a little while ago. And it was a, again, horrifically injured worker. And the pervasive effect and the disruptive effect that this had on not only him, but on his whole family. And we had a fight for him. Like we've had a fight for very many of our clients. And because of the effect on the family, And because of what we did in court, we got a a brave judge and a strong judge to finally go in and say, look, not only do we need the medical treatment for the worker, but we also need to step in and provide family counseling for him, for his wife, and for his children. And I got to tell you, it made a difference. This man, this family unit, we got them something that they needed. And it's out there. If you can fight for it, just like we do, and just like Adam and Steve do all the time for their clients.
2: Krause, you know, the uh, point that Adam Kotler's raising um, is something that I don't know that our audience fully grasps, which is you've got to be an advocate. If somebody goes into the hospital, we often use the phrase, You've gotta be an advocate for yourself. You've gotta be an advocate for your loved one in the hospital, in the hospital environment to ensure that they're getting the right treatment. Here, you've gotta be an advocate. And being an advocate begins with getting somebody that can fight for you. Getting a workers' compensation claim petition filed with, so the Department of Labor knows of the claim. So you have an immediate opportunity to go in and right the wrongs. There's not an insurance company on the planet that is gonna say, Krause, I'm sorry that you're injured. I'm going to give you X amount of dollars and make sure that your family is taken care of and you can buy groceries. That's just not going to happen. People have to be their own advocates. Uh, There are penalties for um, employers and insurance companies not paying the temporary wage benefits that our listeners rely on in order to buy groceries, pay mortgages, pay insurance payments, pay school tuition. If they're not paid on time, there are penalties. And I assure you that all of the, the all of the people collecting workers compensation at one point or another have received a late payment
1: and yeah, how, how how a follow up how difficult is it to be your own advocate sounds
2: like it should be relatively easy but that it, that may be the toughest part of it all well i think that being your own advocate starts with putting the right people around you and that's where the attorney comes in so You can very well be your own advocate and a strong advocate, but you've got to arm yourself with the proper tools. Um, So this isn't the type of thing where you can go at it alone. Get a team. You're not paying an attorney and workers' compensation out of pocket. The attorney makes money that's approved by the court at the end of the case based on what the attorney does and based on the attorney's merit and and the work and the uh, achievement on behalf of the client. So it's not like you have to walk into an attorney's office and write a check.
1: I know, Steve, in the example that you used in our opening segment, a tough example to use for uh, an ex-military uh, client who, who was injured and, and, and is struggling with some of the ramifications now uh, of, of the injury. Um, with a proper team, is he able to get through it or is he is he, is he is an individual still
4: going to struggle um he's going to be better off if he surrounds himself with the right uh the right team the right type of advocates and just to dovetail a little bit off of what adam malamut was saying um you know being your own best advocate is important in a number of situations especially when you're injured especially when you're dealing with an insurance company the problem that comes with that is that a lot of people don't necessarily know what they're advocating for beyond I'm hurt and I need help and a lot of our clients um, you know you don't necessarily have a lot of money saved up in case I get hurt at work and any kind of delay beyond even the five days can put somebody in in dire financial straits and then instead of handling things um, you know straight on and being ahead of things Sometimes people are put in a position where we're trying to compensate for the absence of the compensation, and trying to work backwards to fix a lot of these problems.
1: Adam, let me flip back to you. Let me let, let me ask you in the state of New Jersey, Governor Murphy's been been active. Um, talk about legislation. Talk talk about the legislature. How
2: how friendly or not uh, is the playing surface, Krause, we're, we're privileged to be in a state with an outstanding legislature, uh, in a time where. Um, Uh, people who are elected to office are taking shots left and right. Our our legislature is very concerned about people who get injured on the job. Uh, I'm going to flip it to Adam Kotler in a minute to talk about um, three different points, but Governor Murphy took a significant step last week to uh, ensure that uh, attorneys would not be discouraged from taking cases uh, of people who are injured, where insurance companies would potentially play games uh, and, and affect their benefits. But let me um, let me flip it to Adam Kotler. Uh, he's going to talk about uh, a couple bills that are pending um, and some legislation that's really going to help injured workers.
3: Sounds good. The first one i hit is that voluntary tender bill. And this is something that the insurance company strongly opposed, but our legislature and, and our governor stepped up and said that the insurance company's ability to drive a wedge between the hurt worker and their professional team, their counselors, their attorneys, can't be used anymore. What they were doing, the insurance companies were oftentimes trying to prevent people from getting an attorney by sub- by pulling away the value of the case at the beginning and trying to prevent attorneys from being able to step in and effectively represent their clients. So it's called the Voluntary Tender Bill. Now, the way that it works is it's great if an insurance company wants to give some value to a hurt worker before a lawyer is involved, they can do that, and there's no adverse consequences, unlike before the way they were using it as a sword, trying to separate the attorneys from their clients. So we're really, really glad that the governor stepped in and did that for us.
1: On Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, it's a Saturday night special around the Delaware Valley uh, with Adam Malamut from Malamut uh, & Associates. He's gathered uh, a, uh, an incredible roundtable to provide some good ed- education. Adam, uh, thank you uh, to, uh, as the managing partner of Malamut & Associates for um, bringing the topic to life again uh, for continued conversation. We'll have more with the team, after the break. I
0: believe there's room, okay, for the national building trades, the local building trades, that have partnerships with the Trump administration as it pertains to energy, as it pertains to infrastructure, as it pertains to the undocumented worker.
1: And back here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, Saturday Night Live, driven by our good friend Jim Stevenson up at Chapman Ford. He's been serving the labor community For over 30 years, good weekend to go see Jimmy uh, up on uh, the boulevard. As we rolled into the break, Adam Kotler was finishing up uh, a conversation or a dialogue, um, Adam, that you uh, teased him up to. So, Adam, let me come to you back just to bring you back and just to finish that before we move forward.
3: Great. Well, I appreciate that. So what we're talking about is Governor Murphy and, and the brave step that he took to protect our hurt workers by signing that voluntary tender bill. And that's going to help our hurt workers get the legal representation and maintain the strong advocates that they need to protect themselves and their families when they're hurt. The other piece of legislation that's currently pending and that we think is really important for the injured workers out there is what's called the hand and foot bill. The way that New Jersey workers' compensation works for a permanent partial disability, meaning the disability payout at the end of the case, is that we have a schedule of benefits for each body part. And candidly, the schedule of benefits is archaic. It goes back to 1911 when we started this law, and it probably needs a complete overhaul. But what we've got currently in front of the governor is at least a stepping stone. It's a stepping stone that helps people who have hand injuries and foot injuries get a more realistic value than that which the system currently provides. You now, Krause, it's weird. If you look back into 2017, if somebody suffers a 50% impairment of their hand, meaning half of the value of their hand is gone, the amount of workers' compensation benefit they get, it's limited to about $30,000. And that's for somebody who for the rest of their life is gonna have a problem Closing their hand on a cup of coffee it 's going to have a problem lifting an eight pound gallon of milk, and that 's all they get. The hand and foot bill is designed to increase that compensation to be slightly more realistic and it 's not going to be top dollar it 's not going to be something you might see on a regular traditional personal injury case, but it's at least designed to make it more realistic because those Hand injuries that we see all the time in manufacturing and in distribution cases and the foot injuries that we see across the board in construction and in all areas of workers' compensation, they have an, a daily impact on people that was really undercompensated. So for New Jersey Couch, New Jersey Council on Safety and Health, uh, one of the groups that both Adam Malamut and I are members of, Uh, We're we're pushing strongly for this because we believe it's the right thing for the hurt workers. And it's not a huge impact on the insurance industry, but it does level things out for the workers a bit. Uh You
2: you know, I think... If we take this back to the beginning of the show, one of the things that's important for people to understand is there's two different types of uh, people that can file workers' compensation claims. There's specific injury and then there's occupational injuries. So an occupational injury deals with repetitive motion or wear and tear over time. For example, if you're a truck driver and you're driving a truck and delivering uh, food or soda up and down steps, it might be your back, it might be your knees, it might be your shoulder. Uh, a hairdresser might have an a issue with his or her rotator cuff from the motion of going back and forth cutting hair. Those are claims that without a specific injury, you're still entitled to workers' compensation benefits. A specific injury is a specific traumatic event that on August 29th, walking into the conference room, uh, I tripped on a piece of carpet and I tore my uh, meniscus in my knee. That's a specific injury. Both of those types of folks are entitled to benefits. Something else that bears mentioning, in New Jersey, um, under Section 40 of the Workers' Compensation Statute, it's unique to New Jersey. A lot of other states don't have this benefit, But if you've already had a workers' compensation claim, if you've already had an injury that has been dealt with in workers' compensation court, you may have the ability, if your condition worsens, to go and reopen that claim, get additional medical treatment, get temporary benefits while you're out getting the medical treatment, and then get an additional permanency award. And this is something that none of our other shows have we discussed. But boy, this is such a key element that uh, listeners from New Jersey need to be acutely aware of because this is a benefit that is often left on the table.
1: I want to ask you, Adam, and I go back. J-Doc is on vac- uh, on vacation for the holiday weekend and not uh, joining us. I almost specifically remember uh, in our very first show uh, when we gathered at uh, Pond and Hockey and there was some dialogue about workers' comp in Pennsylvania compared to workers' comp in New Jersey. And I specifically, I think, remember J-Doc saying that there was an old... Uh, statement that if you got hurt on the Jersey side, crawl over the bridge to get to the Pennsylvania side. <laughs> Is that still
2: today well, you know, accurate or no? <laughs> it, it's funny. I think that it was Sam Pond, uh and I love J Doc. I don't want to steal a quote from J Doc, but I think what Sam might have said was straddle the bridge, mm-hmm. not crawl from one side to the other. Okay. You know, it's uh you, you can't get benefits in both states. And unfortunately, um, There are pros and cons and and that's why our firm has such great synergy with Pondley Hockey. Um, We have the ability to um, discuss with them our clients who may be able to bring their case in either jurisdiction and make a determination as to where uh, our client's interest is best suited.
3: You know, it's really interesting that the dual jurisdiction issue is an awesome one where you, you look for that ability to try to find the best value for the client the best result for the client and what adam was talking about that reopener right that time to come back to new jersey workers compensation and get the additional benefits he is dead on right that that is an amazing amazing tool that our hurt workers should be using but you got to be careful because there's a really strict time limit that comes around with that reopener right to file the formal paperwork in court the worker only has two years from the last time that a benefit is provided by the workers' comp insurance company in order to reopen their case. Now that benefit could be a financial benefit, meaning a payment of a disability award or any type of a wage replacement, or that payment, uh, that benefit could be a medical benefit where they actually have actual treatment. So that, right, that reopener right, Adam, powerful stuff, but everybody out there, you gotta be really careful. If you let two years pass, and you don't get any benefits from the workers' comp system, your reopener right's going to expire, just like any other normal statute of limitations.
2: I'd like to go back to one issue with, real, with you real quick, Adam Kotler. Um, we talk about reopening. Let's say uh, one of your clients is injured, and we use all kinds of uh, terms of art, you know, over the hump and stuff like that. But let's say it's a serious injury, and you go back and you find out that your client is now permanently totally disabled, what kind of benefits are they entitled
3: to? It's a good question because a lot of attorneys kind of glaze over when they hear these more complicated questions. And for the listeners out there, it's one of the really important reasons why you want to get together with somebody who's really qualified in this area of law. The right to reopen the case is not only for a little more medical treatment, and the right to reopen the case isn't just for a more permanent partial disability, but you can actually reopen a prior settlement or prior prior verdict, and you can convert it from a partial disability rating all the way over to a permanent total disability rating, which will give you a lifetime of benefits, Adam. So
2: to that point, Steve, let's say you reopen a case for a client and Uh, The insurance company denies it. What happens?
4: Well, at, at that point, and, and that's pretty typical of, of, of reopening a case, that there may be a high <laughs> likelihood of an initial denial. Um, the, after you go through the initial discovery process, our goal is to always get an evaluation to return our client to treatment. Now, in many instances, we're able to convince the insurance company to do this without any kind of motion practice or, or aggressive tactics. Um, sometimes we need to set up to file a motion. Another reason why you should have an attorney Um the end goal is to get them back to a doctor to see what's needed. And once they get back to a doctor and you see what's needed, you have the ability to go through and try the case if necessary? We can. We, uh, we have the ability to file what's called a motion for medical and or temporary disability benefits. Um, upon having a, a report from a qualified doctor and an, upon providing a request, we can go to trial.
2: How many times have you seen people do that on their own? Never.
1: On Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, it's a special on Saturday Night Live. It's Labor Day weekend. As you travel this holiday weekend, uh, we ask you to uh, be safe and keep listening to Saturday Night Live. Back in a moment.
0: I've been coming out of stuff with them guys. Okay? And mm-hmm. I was treasured a treasure of the Democratic Party. You know, I've been a loyal Democrat my whole life. But I've told people, and hasn't, like I told you, it just didn't resonate with this election. If you look at the last few years, I've been telling people we have to become a little bit more individual. We have to be more of our own brand. Mm-hmm. We have to do a better job of becoming a business.
1: I am back here on Saturday Night Live as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. Uh, tonight's show uh, is call it a special report, uh, call it a um, a workers' comp special uh, filled with information. Adam Malamut, managing partner, Malamut Associates, uh, leading the broadcast, sitting in the big chair, uh, filled with information, uh, especially if you live and reside and work on the New Jersey side, information uh, that if you missed any of the broadcast tonight, uh, you want to get a copy of the podcast, which we'll make sure everybody does, Adam, and we'll get it out there because that uh, it's filled with good information
2: tonight. Thank you, Krause. So I, I want to go back to Steve for a minute. So we, we finished the last segment uh, talking about um, individuals who never uh, has Steve seen file a motion for medical or temporary benefits. Um, Steve, what what's involved with filing a motion for medical and temporary
4: benefits? And then what happens, what, what does that trigger in the court? So the very first thing uh, that is required to go down this avenue is a, a report from, an, uh, from a doctor who's qualified to perform the treatment, recommending a specific course of treatment, um, and that treatment has not been provided by the insurance carrier or the employer. Once that report is secure, um, you have to demonstrate either that the the insurance company was requested uh, to provide the treatment and they refused, or that even asking them to provide the treatment would actually be futile based on their prior conduct um, if it's an ongoing case once you have those two things you can file a motion with the court um, and what that does is it triggers a 21-day responsive period for the insurance company to address the the issues raised in the motion which in particularity is the treatment recommended by the doctor so for example you have somebody who needs a shoulder surgery the insurance company is either provided inadequate treatment or no treatment at all we can have an orthopedic shoulder doctor evaluate our client make a specific recommendation uh, for courses of treatment up to and including surgery once that motion's filed the, the insurance company has a very limited period of time and really their attorneys to address what uh, our doctor—we call him our doctor—but the recommending doctor uh, is suggesting that that our client needs um, to restore their functionality, to get them better, and to get them back to work. So it, it essentially is volleying the ball to the insurance company, a teeny tiny bit, to either authorize what the proposed doctor uh, is recommending, or to secure an opinion of another doctor who's equally qualified to see if that recommendation is appropriate. And according to the court rules and the workers' compensation statute, all those things have to happen within 30 days. So, we started
2: off this show talking about how a work injury really upsets the house. It upsets the family life. It upsets the ability for the person who's injured to perform their daily functions. It upsets that person's ability to earn a living. Um, the temporary wage benefit is sometimes much less than what somebody's earning. So it upsets their ability to maintain the lifestyle without dipping into savings or going into debt. Um, It it certainly, uh, money seems to affect every marriage one way or the other, uh, positively or negatively. Um, Adam Kotler, can you share uh, maybe some insight as to what you've seen with one or two of your clients?
3: Sure, I can. Um, I I go back a couple years ago when I represented a really phenomenal guy, and he was an AV audio-visual installer, and he was walking out on the deck for his employer trying to set up a good sound system for a new homeowner. And while he's out there working, he falls straight through the deck. And the injuries were catastrophic. I mean, he blew out his back like backs are not meant to be blown out before. And instead of doing the right thing, and for the insurance company, instead of doing the right thing and stepping in and immediately providing him the right care, they did nothing but duck and dodge. It was a shame because this poor guy just needed the treatment. So by the time he came to us, he was probably about a month and a half into the case, and they were doing nothing for him. So we went to work, we fought, we secured a neurosurgeon for him, we had a report done, we did everything that Steve Adesio was just talking about. We filed the motion for Med and Temp, and even after we brought it to the insurance company and their attorney and said, do the right thing by the guy, follow the golden rule, do for him what you would want done for you if you were the patient or the client, they did nothing. So we had a fight for probably about another six months Till we finally got a court order to authorize this massive surgical reconstruction of his lumbar spine. I think if the insurance company would have acted quicker, if they didn't have to delay this guy so long, he would have had a better surgical outcome. As it is, he's walking, which knock on wood, really fortunate that way. And he's able to get around, but he's never been able to get back to work.
1: It's very difficult, Adam and Adam and Steve, for me to comprehend that the insurance company just doesn't care. It, it doesn't matter what the injury
2: is, does it? You know, Krause, it's interesting. You know, uh, the insurance companies have never been bashful about sending out premium notices. They've never been bashful about uh, taking your premiums, canceling your insurance if you're late uh, in New Jersey if you don't pay your auto insurance on time, your driving privileges get suspended. And so many of our listeners have commercial driver's licenses. It affects their ability to earn a living. However, when it comes to them paying out the benefits, we actually see our hard-working clients feel guilty about getting the benefits to which they're entitled. And I think that's one of the most... Um, frustrating parts uh, of what we do is conveying to people, counseling, right? Counseling our clients that it's okay. You were injured. You did nothing wrong. One of the things that Adam Kotler and I were talking about prior to going on the radio was in New Jersey, you don't have to uh, have somebody else be at fault. If you get injured on the job, it's a compensable claim. Um, So, it's unconscionable how insurance companies treat people.
1: We're at the very end of the broadcast, but before we do and before I thank everyone and certainly thank our listeners, uh, I'd love to give you 60 seconds uh, to put a put a recap on tonight's conversation. Certainly, the conversation is endless. We can go on and on.
2: Um, we're out of time tonight, but let me give you the last minute. So, Krause, I'll, I'll keep it short. If I had to sum up our entire conversation that we've had here tonight, it's You cannot be discriminated against or fired for making a claim for workers' compensation benefits. Contact an expert. Don't be bashful. Don't feel like you're doing anything wrong. If you're injured, the only way you're going to get better is by getting treatment. And while you're getting treatment, you need to pay the bills. Special
1: thanks to Steve Adesio, who is uh, an attorney here at Malamut & Associates and continued um, luck to uh, your client and all of your clients who you are working uh, for and on behalf. Also uh, from the law offices of Adam Kotler. Adam, thank you uh, very much for uh, not only your participation in the program tonight, but s- shedding light on, on some very, very uh, good information uh, for our listeners. And of course the managing partner of Malamut & Associates, uh, Adam Mal- Alamut. You'll find him on Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond a couple of times during the month of September as well. Uh, Sir, I say to you, uh, continue to fight, my friend. Well done on your part. Thank you, Krause. Uh, And thank you to our other participants. All good stuff uh, for uh, the show tonight. And we hope uh, that you learned or or you found yourself being educated as I was. That's going to do it for Saturday Night Live as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. uh, For Adam, for Adam, for Steve, and for all of our listening audience around the Delaware Valley in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody.